Again, this is Sarah with Naomi, and today I'm joined by Shantae, one of the community members here in our Abundant Life community. Shantae, you want to say hello? Hello. And today we're going to be talking with you all about what it means to be seeking healing and what that journey is like to be on. At Naomi, our community of women commit to seeking healing by engaging in true relationship. And true relationship starts first with yourself, and then it also spreads out then to building relationships that are based upon trust and connectedness. And so, Shantae, as we get going this morning, I think like the first thing that always comes to mind is how come healing? Right, like so much time and energy gets focused on trying to just manage our circumstances. Like if things were just better, or if I could just change this thing about my life or my behavior or my choices, then I would be okay. But instead at Naomi, we seek healing. What has it been like for you? Like when you were in a a season of life, when you were just trying to fix or manage yourself Mm -hmm. like manage you as opposed to now where you are actually in a place of like getting to know yourself Mm -hmm. and are healing from the things that have happened in your life yeah well I think it's the difference in the ability to be able to um, enjoy life daily it's being able to take or find enjoyment in everything throughout the day the joy and and the pain and it's no longer running from the pain it's embracing it in a way it is being able to look at the light and the dark in you and hold them next to each other and be able to have a range of emotions throughout the day but really coming to a point where you can see that joy is possible even though you're going through a hard time And I think that the healing part of it makes all of that possible because when you're fixing, you're just running. You are just constantly in this giant circle of trying to get away from something or trying to make something stop happening. And in healing, you just kind of turn around and you look at it and you say, okay, what are you trying to tell me? Where does it hurt? I love that imagery of embracing, like embracing the totality of your life, right? Because I think you're right. We do so often just attempt to like manage everything Mm -hmm. in order to avoid the pain, right? Whether it's past pain or it's pain in the present or a combination of both. And so that concept of healing means getting to embrace all of it and know Mm -hmm. that there's still joy, I think is so impactful because one of the hardest things I have found on the journey is um, never feeling like it's worth it, (laughs) especially when you're having to learn how to embrace the pain part or sit in the discomfort of the painful things. Um, It doesn't feel worth it. And so to know that it's actually a full circle, Mm -hmm. that it encompasses everything about life and what it has to offer. Yeah. What was that really like, though, for you when you were going through that process <laughs> of starting to be on this journey of learning how to embrace all of it? Because it sounds really pretty now. Mm-mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was not pretty. It was, well, I like to explain it like it was like death. It was super scary. It was very hard. Um, 
I wasted a lot of time trying to find the road that was going to be less painful or less hard on my system. I guess I started to see truths or just half truths in the beginning. I was only able to see little bits of truth about myself. And it was really, it was really hard because as you start to learn hard truths about yourself, it can be very scary and very overwhelming. That's why it was super important for me to have people around me who could reflect my actual self back to me as I was uncovering all those things. Well, they were fears, right? They were uh, fears that I was not a good person, fears that I was a fake or I was a fraud or I had nothing to offer, um, that I was not enough or that I was too much. And as those things started to come to surface, I was really scared. I was really scared for a long time. It was, it was, um, it is, and it's, I'm talking about it like it's a, like it's done and it is so not done. Um, it looks a little different now than it did in the beginning. Um, but it is a daily, it's a, it's a daily practice. It's a daily thing that I encounter those fears still, fears of inadequacy and fears of, um, not being enough or too much are still a constant part of my life today. They just affect me differently. I think that's really the kind of the, the secret about all of it is that it is continual. Like you're not going to wake up two years later, or I've been on the journey for about, I don't know, seven or eight years now. And I, I'm still finding that it is a daily choice. Mm-hmm. And in that daily choice, I have to say, like, what am I willing to do today? <laughs> right? um, which is such a key part about willingness. You saying half truths, it is kind of that thing where like every season of your life, mm-hmm. there's just a little bit more and the next little like thin layer of what you're able to endure mm-hmm. and sit in. Right. Because there's a lot of things that we're just not ready for or willing to sit oh, in, to look at. Yep. right? You can only bear so much discomfort all at once. <laughs> um, when you named like being with other people that would reflect yourself back to you, would you talk a little bit more about that? Like, what did that look like when someone is being with you mm-hmm. and they are reflecting you back to you, not themselves onto you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was like the most important part of it all. So when I am, I am coming to my person that um, I've come to know and trust or my safe person and I am just laying these things on the table that have plagued me and that are just now at the surface of my day and my reality and I'm laying these very big things that I have never looked at before um, in front of them or in front of my person when I say that she reflected myself back to me she was there in those moments of like, like she was able to sit in that very messy place with me without trying to fix and offered me truth. She offered me the truth of, of the situation, of, of what I was sharing. Because oftentimes when I'm in that place of like just steeped in shame, I cannot actually see what the truth is because most of it is lies anyways so I am just like covered in all the lies and all the shame and so when I'm sitting in that very safe place with her um she is able to speak truth to me kindly and honestly I think kindly and honestly don't always go hand in hand Mm -hmm. um 
I mean, sometimes I do. Right. Mm-hmm. But I have met a lot of people that are really kind, but don't tell me the truth about anything. Yeah, I guess maybe kind wasn't the right word to use But there. then I also know a lot of people that tell me a lot of truth, but aren't very kind about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how come you think both are possible together? I think that, I think maybe a better word to use is honor. Like she honored me well by telling me the truth, but like her, like her demeanor and her vibes were very kind. Mm-hmm. Like it was a place where, yes, I am looking at this really hard thing. Yes, it is super scary, and I feel terrible about uh, who I think I am in this moment. But the space is is that in which there is no judgment. Mm-hmm. It's a space where I can just fully like be seen in all of the yuck and all of the scary, and be met in a way that there's, there's truth, but there is, um, there's love. There's, there's love. Yeah. I don't know. I think kindness is a wonderful description. Okay. Cause I think about somebody trying to tell me or sharing something or naming something really hard and very honest. Right. But the way that you described it, it sounds like it actually could be done. Right. Like mm-hmm. I could actually hear it and receive it and not feel mm-hmm. like the bottom of my world is going to fall out when it happens yeah right because normally I think we so like resist that honesty because the shame is already so overwhelming and then if somebody just you know throws a big dose of truth in our face Mm -hmm. or is just like brutally honest right it's brutal for a reason that's why we described it for Mm -hmm. a reason so the fact that there's kindness I think is like such I don't know yeah a gentle approach that maybe makes the truth a little bit more bearable. Yeah, gentle's a good word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's so much, it's necessary. It's necessary, definitely, to be able to just experience that kindness. And, and for it to be real, too, for you to experience kindness in that moment, in that moment of truth and honesty. And, you know, for me, like it was some of the first times in my life that I was ever hearing the truth. That kind, that kindness was was key because my body and my brain didn't understand that the truth that was being told to me was kind. Okay. All right. What I'm hearing you to d- describe is very much so someone just being present with you, hearing you, um, and then like really bringing you back to yourself, right? As they gently name things, mm-hmm. and. It- in that kindness, I don't hear any layer of them telling you what to do or taking care of things for you, which like when we're in dependency of any kind, whether it's substance or relationship or we're struggling with our trauma, like we very much so tend to want other people to do for us, uh-huh. right? Like we think that the only way someone can help us is to like actually take care of whatever is happening in our life. Yeah. So how come it has been worth it for you to keep coming back to that type of relationship where they are being with you, but not doing for you? Yeah. So in the beginning, well, first let me say that it has been, it's, it's empowering. It is like the most empowering thing that you can experience. In the beginning, when I started to like meet with my safe person and go through all the things that we were going through, um, I, I didn't experience, like when I brought a problem forth, 
like I very much expected that the person was going to fix it for me or tell me what to do. And that's how I knew love and that's how I received love. And that's what I knew about relationships. It was very transactional. And when that didn't happen at all, it left me very confused and I didn't know if I wanted to continue. I didn't know what it was. Um, But over time of like repeated experiences with nobody fixing anything for me, I began to become empowered. I began to know what I was capable of. I, I started to learn to think for my for myself and what I wanted to do and what I thought was, and sometimes I, you know, of course, like like we all do, didn't make the right or the decision that I I wanted to or, yeah, I think that just, yeah, it was empowering. I think if I were to use one word, I would use the word empowerment, and it is how I learned who I was. It was like the it's the like the ingredients, like the most important thing. That could have happened. Yeah. That empowerment part must be what makes like the knowing you can embrace all of it now possible. Yeah. Right? Like I almost hear this sense of like confidence. Yeah. Regardless of what happens to me now, I know that I can find a way through. I know that there can mm-hmm. still be joy. Yeah. Yeah. It was a very beautiful experience. It's hard and scary and terrifying and all of that, but very beneficial for me. Well, I appreciate so much and you sharing with us all. Um, If you would like more information, please check out our other podcasts or you can go to our website at naomicommunity.org. Thanks so much for joining us.